Hello, lovelies. Well, I have been feeling a bit crap lately. I have been feeling anxious and it's probably because I spend too much time looking at conspiracy videos <laughs> about what is coming. And um, they're not even the crazy conspiracy videos. I think I'm discerning enough to pull those out. But there are some ideas of what the future is going to hold that has me unsettled, to say the very least. And I shared this with my girlfriend, Laura, who is one of the women of wisdom in the upcoming conference. And she gave me the most beautiful explanation on anxiety. And I'm not going to ruin it for you because she is going to do a talk on it and I will post that for you. But that soothed me greatly. And then I got an email. It's one of those days, you know, where the universe is talking to you and I feel so grateful that at least I have an awareness <laughs> to pay attention now. So I am going to simply just read you this email because it was so very helpful to me and it came in an email form. So if I want to share it with you, I'm going to have to read it to you. So I hope Cliff High won't get angry at me because it is not my intention to steal his stuff, as I know that that is something that is very important to him. However, this is a really important message that he shared, and so I'm going to read it to you. It's called Masakatsu Agatsu. Lessons are incoming. And here we go. Matsukatsu Agatsu. Lessons are incoming. Universe is in charge of this materium. This materium is your ass and all that stuff that you sit your ass upon and all that stuff that supports that stuff, all those atoms, all that matter. We are matter, particularly here in this materium. This materium is going through one of its grand shifts. This shift is the movement out of Pisces into Aquarius. These shifts involve great energy, great change, and great opportunities for individual change that we call personal growth. These great shifts of the ages are filled with opportunities that only exist during these times. Many souls seek to participate. Universe decides which are among the fortunate ones. Note that it is which that is applied to souls, as the individual soul is not self-aware. It is only aware of its tasks, thus is not a who or whom. You are a fortunate one. It may not feel so fortunate here in the midst of a great change. But remember, you asked to be here now. In fact, you were desperate to be here now in the midst of all of this. Yes, nod your head in agreement. <laughs> you wanted to be here now explicitly for this opportunity for change, both writ large as it affects all of humanity and our world, but also as it writ small 
but perhaps far more meaningful at a truly personal level. Universe has gifted you. Universe likes you. The proof of which is that you are here now, swimming in this heady mix of forces of change that occurs only every 2,580 years. Starting to grasp how fortunate you are? Change is difficult to achieve in this universe. Thus, the existence of this materium is exactly as a vessel for change. All changes occur at the personal level, becoming combined to create such great changes as we now experience. All change, great and small, only comes into manifestation due to opposition. Without the force of opposition, there is no movement at any level within materium. Thus is revealed why, frequently, you think that your life be shit. It is because in the action and chaos of personal change, you took your attention off the need for the opposition, thus took it personally. These are the days of the Great Awakening. The Great Awakening requires great opposition. The normies are going to take both of these very personally indeed and will not have any appreciation for what the fuck is happening to them. They will be annoying during this shift. It is always annoying thus, annoying normies. The opposition that the universe provides between the Great Awakening and the Great Reset, intended to put the normie population back to sleep and under control yet again, may be very accurately labelled as a war. This is in spite of everyone, excepting a bare handful of humans, actually understanding what purpose war serves here in this materium. That is the way it always is for those of us awake on arrival. We are here to serve the annoying normies. It's our work. Don't ask about the why of it all, but recognize that as you are awake, you are a participant, therefore a warrior at some level in this great war of the shift of ages. Note that samurai means to serve and is a very accurate label for all of us, selected by the universe to serve in this great war. The Great Awakening at one level is about normies graduating to some greater awareness. This is the prize of this war. At other levels, and particularly pertinent to you, it is about the potential for personal change or growth. These opportunities at these levels are rare, 2,580 years apart rare. Don't worry, you are not wasting your opportunities. Proof of which is that you are reading these words. This war will last a long time. During this war, you will have many roles. These roles will be offered to you within the materium. You will see the signs in your personal changes as you need to. Materium works that part out for you. You are one of the few fortunate ones, those who are swimming in the currents of this shift of ages, not bobbing along as a cork.
Swimming means that you are taking personal responsibility by self-movement, self-direction. Take heed and care of the normies you encounter in your splashing around in these times. They are like you, only they need a few more lifetimes to get clued into how it works down here in the Materium. As above, so below. As it is outward, thus it is inward. To see all of universe, I only observe my own nature. To understand all that manifests, I only need touch the void. Matsakatsu agatsu. True victory is victory over self. An Akaido reflection said quietly as you start your Zanzen session. That helped me a lot. <laughs> and it reminded me of Chris Beige, the fabulous Chris Beige. Chris Beige is an academic who undertook 72 massive LSD doses and had the great fortune and misfortune to experience the mind of the universe. His book is absolutely stunning and I highly recommend it to everybody. As during his trip, he reached the highest highs and the lowest lows that possibly anybody in humanity ever has. The most difficult part of his book for me was understanding the necessity of pain. In fact, I've interviewed him twice and the entire second interview was trying to understand why the pain? Why does the universe need the pain? And in the second interview, I went directly to the question. And slowly but surely, I came around to the idea that yes, as Cliff here so eloquently put it, there is no change without opposition. And I'd heard those words, right? I spent a lot of time with John D. Martini back in the day. And Di Martini said that love was support and challenge, that you needed both to grow and to be loved. You needed support and challenge. And so I guess today I was focusing too much on the challenge part. But what does this challenge actually provide us? What do we transform into? What is this big change? Well, to get a glimpse of that, I'm going to put a little bit of the Chris Beish interview here for you to show you that it is not going to be easy, but it is going to be incredibly worthwhile. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Well, this was actually one of those real surprises for me in this work because when I, this all took place between when I was 30 and 50 years old, and this started in 79 to went to 99. And, and when I started this work, I wasn't studying, I wasn't concerned about the fate of humanity. I really was completely tuned out. Uh, but what happened was starting in the 22nd, 23rd session, the theme of human evolution, the theme of the master plan, and I apologize for the patriarchal quality maybe of that term i don't mean it that way mm. the master plan of humanity and it kept coming back again and again so the story basically for about three and a half years 
the story had different components, but the story always had the same fundamental structure. Humanity was coming to a turning point. Humanity was coming to a major breakthrough. This was a breakthrough in history that would divide between the before and after, just an enormous spiritual breakthrough. And it was a breakthrough not of individuals, but it was the entire species. And it was coming up inside it. It was coming up from within the, the collective consciousness. And it was catapulting us into an accelerated development beyond anything that we had known previously. But in all of these years of visions, which I present in the book and in this chapter, The Birth of the Future Human, I was never shown how nature was going to accomplish this. It, you know, I did not understand how it was going to accomplish this. And then in 1995, in the 55th session, uh, it took me into deep time, into it took me into the future. And it gave me an experience of the death and rebirth of our species. It took me into the critical turning point that these visions had been talking about. And I experienced this not as an individual. It wasn't Chris Beige who had this experience. But at that point, I was completely dissolved into the species mind, into the collective unconscious. And I experienced the death and rebirth of our species as the species. And it was a, it was a period, again, and it didn't give me the details. It didn't give me any specifics about when, where, and how. But it was a, a global systems crisis, and it continued for decades. And it basically triggered a profound suffering as we lost control of the conditions of our life. Life as we knew it was shattered at the core. And it looked for a time that we would all be killed, that this was an extinction process. But just when it was at its worst, eventually the crisis passed and things began to get better. And the survivors began to pick themselves up and began to uh, put things back together. And when they began to re-engage each other and engage life, they found that they were working in a completely different internal reality, that values which had been activated in the depth of this crisis, ways of knowing, ways of being in the world had been activated and a shift had taken place, we would say, in the collective unconscious, a shift at the foundation of our being, the collective psyche. So the entire post-crisis world was saturated with new values, new perspectives, new social units, new ways of understanding. There was a, a tremendous opening of the human heart into compassion for other beings, not only human beings, but for other beings, other species. There was a tremendous opening of the human mind to be open and transparent to the intelligence of the universe that can now, could now infuse itself more cleanly and clearly into our human consciousness. So, I mean, really, honestly, it's, it's a cliche, I know, but we were becoming, we became a species of Buddhas. A humanity became a collective Buddhas and a species of Christ and prophets. I mean, we mm -hmm. basically made this deep turning point, a species. More soon, lovelies. Hello, lovelies. I am so excited to announce the release of our new film called Heka. Heka looks at the magic of ancient Egypt and how that pertains to the story of ancient Egypt and fills in a whole new perspective that we have been missing collectively for hundreds of years. 
It features Gordon White, Chance Gardner, Joseph Patrick Farrell, Lon Milo Duquette, Tobias Churton, Graham Hancock, of course, the fabulous John Anthony West, Rupert Sheldrake, Stephen Skinner, Thomas Sheridan, Peter Mark Adams, Thomas Joseph Brown, Aton Veggie, Mog Morton, Bernardo Catstrop, Shauna Home, Mark Passio, John Soraki, and the goddess Joanna Kujawa. I am so incredibly proud of it, and I invite you to come and have a look. You can find a link on MagicalEgypt.com. Cheerio. 